hello, this is, um, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this, this is going to be my show, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited to share this show with all of you, whoever is listening to this, uh, my name is Rubio, and I wanted to talk about what this show is going to be about. And to really think about it and to describe it, I just really want to talk about my life and what's going on within it. And just to really breathe and let go of everything, I feel like this will help me a lot and hopefully help others in the process with gathering this sense of being able to talk to people and laugh about certain things and just a good idea of like what it is to be me in my life and hopefully people my age or older or anyone can relate to it and create a sense of stability and happiness within it <laughs> it's my first time doing anything like this so it might be acting weird or anything oh so lost for words Woo. I like be free for a second <laughs> I don't even know if the mic is going to be weird. Um, but yeah, my name is Rubio. And I'm really, really excited to do this. Um, to start off, I want to see if I can find any topics for us to talk about. I started writing down stuff in my notes to see if there, I could get off with somewhere. Let's check it. Microsoft load up. Jesus Christ. Alright, and to get a heads up, this will have explicit content, so if you do have children, just be fucking wary, please. Thank you. Um, let's see. Short stories, da 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 da. Podcasts. I have questions, I have topics. Understanding your frustrations, finding peace and what what you did, moving on in your life. Learning more and smarter and patience. And patience. We can go off from patience. Um, a lot of stuff I've been dealing lately is with impatience. Um, whether it's just my quench for thirst, for wealth, and hunger, or that kind of thing, or just like this sense of pride wanting for love and that kind of thing it's there and I also have this sense that I deserve a lot more and I deserve it more now more than ever which bothers me at times because I think I deserve it but I haven't really found the tools to really get myself up and out there. And I don't know. I just really want to learn and hopefully see like myself at a point where I think I can be a lot better as a person and be less impatient. Because even in my own job, 
and like the jobs I worked at, I've been pretty, pretty patient. I worked as camp counselors and other jobs where it requires a lot of patience and I'm very patient with it, but I still find myself catching these moments where I don't find any moment of solidarity and even in meditation at times, which even half the time, I don't even meditate a lot if I really think about it. I really love the idea of Zen Buddhism, but I just, I never really find myself doing it the way I should. I just catch myself in these 15 minute moments at best, or doing a certain amount of breaths. I usually do 50 or so, and I don't know, I just don't get into that mind space at times, but when you do, it's just, it's so peaceful. I'm like so tranquil it's like undescribable and I see why people have done it for so many years and people recommend it but it's so hard to get into that mind frame or frame of mind I should say Whew. god it feels good talking about this <laughs> um, yeah and like anyways to get back on topic I feel like a lot of people have been struggling with this issue lately with impatience. I've spoken to a lot of friends of mine, girlfriend too, has been having trouble with understanding like what she wants in life and whether or not if she's patient or impatient about wanting it or not. And it's hard, especially in my age where I'm 20, it just everything's so brand new to me and I feel like I'm understanding this sense of responsibility I've never really understood before because most of my life I've been pretty much babied at this point and it's really hard to like get into that swing of things where I feel like I'm more responsible than ever because I know people have cars and licenses and just dreams ahead of them and sometimes they don't work out but sometimes they do and it, it hurts to watch and even when like growing up as a middle class guy I, I pretty much lucked out no matter how much I complain I, I'm pretty lucky as a person even despite of all the shit I've been through and like what I've done and what I regretted I feel like you had to be thankful for what time is given to me on this earth, especially now that there are people like dying at a young age sometimes, like rappers nowadays dying at the age of 20, or like even Cameron Boyce lately like died like not even like two months ago or three months ago. It's fucking crazy, man. Like. It makes me like think about stuff like that and death and how I always say that I'm like quote unquote ready for death but I'm not at the same time I'm so young and I feel like no one's really ready for death until death is there at like your like the doorstep of like life and death 
you're you're not really in that pocket of like I'm ready to die unless you're truly in that mode of like fight or flight and you're ready and willing. I think the only people that really know how to do that are like people who are in the military. But even then, like there are moments where you want to just get away from what I've heard. But I've heard like just I've seen in like even movies that the the sense of like parents protecting their children and like how this change in your life can be so crazy and you can be so protective. But anyways, I feel like I'm getting off topic, but impatience. Um, what else can I talk about this? I feel like I was pretty impatient about just trying to start this podcast because I wanted to get it done and I feel like I wanted to get money out of this but I feel like I won't and I kind of learned that watching some podcasts or podcasts I should say you're not going to get anything if you're just wanting here for the money I mean money's good and all but you really got to like express yourself at this point. And I'm getting to that age where I feel like the older I get, the more sensitive I come or like succumb to feelings. And the more I have to really look at myself and face what I really want to talk about and think about as a person. Because there's a lot of going on and there's like really there's only so much I can do on this earth with the amount of time I have, which I really don't know. Depending on my vices and whatever I do, whether it's smoking or doing whatever I want, that like fills like this void at times. You know what I mean? It's gonna get to a point where it might hurt me, but You can't be afraid of that, which I can move on to the next topic about fear. A lot of my life has been in fear, to be honest. Um, (laughs) I grew up in a pretty okay household. still in it currently it's not like I moved out there was abuse um, mentally mostly but I feel like me talking about it a little more than ever lately just between my loved one and just figuring it out and writing it in my stories and just fleshing it out all out and just letting myself loose kind of like frees me from this like mind state of just like endless vicious cycles of trying to hurt myself and anything that's around me and even like right now it's so hard to like just talk to myself because I feel like it's just talking to no one. And it reminds me of loneliness. 
Um, I remember just like three years of like summers where I would only hang out with two friends and I just didn't know what else to do. And it felt so fucking lonely. And it was indescribable at the times. <laughs> My fucking cats. Hey! Hey! Stop it! Cats keep scratching shit. But anyways, what else am I talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, wait. Mm. Shit. Ah, fuck it. Let's move on to the next thing. I keep forgetting. Sorry if I don't remember shit. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of that, so bear with me. <sighs> what else? There's dealing with children and adults. I had to deal a lot of that with my camp counseling shit. Oh my god, there's a lot of fucking, like, helicopter parents that just, like, linger over their kids. And it sucks. Like, I never really got that. I mean, I did, but I didn't to the point, because, like, my mom was pretty just, like, an asshole. <laughs> Still kind of is. So, like, but it never got to a point where, like, they were on top of me. Like, begging me where I am at all times. It should be fucking miserable, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, there's just a lot of parenting that just, like, was misguided in a way where I feel like they would just be on top of the kid no matter where they went. I would just be seeing them at the stop where they, like, drop off their kids and they would just be lingering around like little vultures. I'm like, I, I get what you mean. You really love your kids, and I, I'm not a parent myself, but, like... You gotta give, like, give your fucking kid some space, man. Or a lady, whatever. Him, Zer, she's, uh, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Ugh. And kids can be such assholes. But, like, at the same time, you, you get what you, like... You can't be mad at them. Because, like, life sucks, and they're understanding that, too. You can't blame them. <laughs> they're going to learn how sucky that their jobs are going to be in the future. And the next thing you know, they might be taking your job. You're old. Ugh. And, like, the best way to really just deal with them, like, I mean, just with kids or, like, an adult, you just got to play it off. You play it chill and cool and hopefully just figure it out. Usually I just use pettiness just to go back at them. Just behind the back pettiness that usually works for me. I'm pretty petty as it is <laughs> since I was a fucking kid. That's the only like the really thing. Ugh! Only really thing. What the fuck am I saying? Only really thing. My god. Jesus. What was he saying? Oh yeah, dealing with kids and adults. Oh. The best advice I can really give you is just to play it cool and just show up. Sorry if I'm just fucking doing it over again. Oh, this is such a weird feeling just talking like this. So weird. Hopefully I just get used to it as uh, the show progresses. But this is definitely new to me. I'm sorry if you can hear the ticking of my bird clock. 
And if you hear a bird sound, it's my clock. It's an Autobahn clock of some sort. I don't know. It's pretty loud at times, so, like, even my sister, like, knows the fucking times just by the bird call. Like, it'd be like, oh, 12. 12.35. Well, Liv, it's fucking great. Jesus. I don't know. Ugh. Man, I get off topic real quick. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I gotta, I gotta learn how to really keep that shit together. Okay, let's just keep it going. Um, how can I make life more fair to myself? Damn, I really don't know how to understand. I, I really don't know how to answer this. I feel like the best way to, for me to do that, though, is just to do more things in life that I want to do and just not really think about the consequences. Well, actually, no. You should, <laughs> you should think about your consequences. But I think you shouldn't be ler- like lingering on the thought too much. That's what I'm trying to think of. Because I feel like when I overthink it kind of just dilutes the thought and then it gets rid of like the ambition and the hustle that really drives a person to actually make them do things in life, which I'm currently dealing with because I've been babying a lot and I'm, I was pretty unmotivated and lazy as a kid. Well, not fully lazy, but lazy enough to get me to a point where I feel like I'm not fully responsible with a lot of things in life that I should be responsible with, which is a bad habit <laughs> currently. Um, but I feel like the best thing I know I could do is just get off my ass and just take the initiative and just really get out there and do what I want to do. And just make myself happy knowing that I can do these things and knowing I can be a responsible adult and just knowing I can do it will make me feel so much better and there'll be something lighter that's off my chest finally. Oh, it just feels a lot lighter just talking about it too. Jesus, this is this feels great. I don't know. I like this. Oof. Well, I was kind of talking about creepy people. Ugh, creepy people. Um, how can I deal with it? Well, you gotta like think about it in a standpoint where, where you were creepy at times. Where because I've been creepy at times. I remember like texting a girl on Twitter. And saying I loved her. I think it was like sophomore year, or so <laughs> I was like, I love you. I've been like wanting this girl since like, middle school and like just trying to like get after her and like even just like talk to her. I remember just going on Twitter one time I finally created like social media. I was like, uh I, hi, I just I wanted to say hi, blah blah blah, whatever her name was. And she's oh thank you I appreciate it and she followed me back oh my god I thought I was gonna jizz my pants and like greatness it was like mm-hmm, this is amazing but then it got to a point where I was like because uh, I don't know how to talk to girls at all at that time <laughs> I really sucked at that kind of shit and it like 
overwhelmed me all at once. And I was like, I love you. And then she plucked my ass, which I don't blame her for. Because, like, that's some weird shit. That's, like, shit that my kids would pull out, like, summer camp. But anyways, you gotta, like, really understand yourself as, like, a weird dude or a weird gal. Because I've seen some weird gals out there. I've seen some weird gals. Um, whether or not their parents fucked them up, they fucked themselves up, or just friends, boyfriends, whatever, the environment they grew up in, you're gonna meet weird people no matter what, so you gotta brace yourself and become weird yourself. But all I ask of you is to be a weird enough, a good enough weirdo where you're not a psycho killer and you're not bland as fuck. You know what I mean? Because if you're bland as fuck, you have no character, and that's boring to me. Or at least to me, exactly. But I feel like you won't have any good conversations, because I've seen people who are really bland, and they just don't have any good conversation or any good story. And that shit sucks. You go to a party, and you're just like, ooh, who's this fucking Joe Schmo talking this bland-ass story about drinking a slushy on this fucking day? No one cares. And then if you go on the other side of the rainbow of, like, darkness and despair and depression and, like, you're just like, oh, I'm constantly sad or, like, I'm really just, like, I really want to, like, stalk Timmy, that kind of thing. That's not not good for you. That's really not good for you. Um, (laughs) Stalking doesn't really help, as you can tell. Oh, man. People just get real weird. And you gotta know your balances. You gotta, like, figure out yourself as a person, as a weird person, just as a person in general, before you really get into a relationship. There's nothing worse than not figuring yourself out and then just going right into a relationship because I've been there and it, it gets real weird. And then you carry all the baggage of being weird and then the baggage you brought of others' weirdness into your life that you either collected or you brought with you between despair and sorrow or anger and frustration. And you throw that shit on, like, baggage claim at a fucking bitch like it's a bellhop. Like, ding, ding, pick up this shit. Like, no. They're not going to pick it up. They're not going to pick it up. If you're not willing to hold hold up your own shit and decide whether you want that stuff in your life or not, there is no need of them to be in your life. And there's no need of you to be in their life if they're acting the same way towards you. You know what I mean? You gotta... You really gotta figure yourself out. There's nothing worse than transitioning to like a relationship where... You know both of us are just not going to come out with an arm and a leg. It's like coming back from a Mortal Kombat match. Someone's going to lose a head. Someone's going to lose an arm. It's not going to be good. And you have to come into that thinking. And you've got to really figure out what people are like. People are weird. People got their kinks, too. you got to figure out that shit. If you really get far into the relationship... And you don't understand each other, you don't explore, no matter, and this goes for any sexuality or gender. You really gotta explore your kinks and that kind of thing. It really opens up everything for you, and it like 
helps eases out the mind. If you don't want to do something, say no. It's the best way to answer anything. If you don't want to do it, say no. You can't go anywhere past no, or else it's rape or anything else. If you want to talk about it, and it's tough because it might be something that might be, I don't know, something out of the range. You might be weird, and some people might be weird out by the daddy thing. I know some people are weird about um, other stuff like BDSM and that kind of thing. And then it gets into a level where people are now trying to figure out, like, what should they say to that person in order to get what they want sexually for their needs without hurting the feelings of a loved one or their partner. And that can be hard at times because I've had my own kinks and I've taught, I've discussed it to the ones that I really, really trusted and they were okay with it. But it's just a matter of you taking up the, like the balls to just say it to them because, or like, or else it's not going to work out and you're going to feel like it's not satisfied and, pe- and the person will notice. I've no- I know this from experience. People will notice. Your partner will notice. It doesn't take a lot to notice if someone's off sexually. And it'll kill the fucking vibe no matter what you do. I promise you, you have to discuss this with these people or else it's not going to work out because sometimes, I'm sorry to say this, like sex can be a very integral and like necessary part into a relationship unless you're in an asexual relationship or some form of relationship where you feel comfortable without having to have sexual needs or desires. Um, But for the most part, if you're a heterosexual male or any sexuality that practices any sexual practice in general, sex can be an integral part of just making love or having understanding of love and connection. So you have to be open with that kind of thing. And you just got to be safe. Please wear condoms. Please have plan B. Please have protection on you. I don't care what you say, what you do, what you want. Please wear protection. Please. This goes for the guys and the gals. Whatever. The aliens. The grizzly bears. Whatever the fuck you are. Wear protection. There's nothing worse than the idea of having gonorrhea, HIV, or something horrible, 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 horrible down the road that can really ruin your life. And I don't want that for anyone. (laughs) Luckily, I haven't caught anything yet. Because, like, I've had my experiences of raw dogging, and as, as great as it is, you gotta be safe. You, like, you gotta wear your condoms, dudes. You gotta wear them, and, like, ladies, please have birth control. Make sure you have everything that you need. Um, have whatever you need that's necessary for protection, even, like, for physical protection. If you have um, something for your keys... Or pepper spray, just make sure you have something just in case something goes south and the guy or gal wants more than what's needed or what is should be necessary. You have that there. This also can go for the guys too, but just you have to be careful. Ah, and just 
please just be safe and just be happy and have fun. Like, that's the whole point of, like, just sharing each other and this experience with love and that kind of thing. You really got to just let yourself go and just be free, like, what's happening to me right now? Because, like, earlier into this, I just feel like you can just tell that there is, like, this chatteriness. And now there's, like, this warm feeling that's just developing in my body. And I feel like it's just going to let it, let me go. It's so good. Like, now I can talk fluidly to, like, the mic on my headphones without having to think about it. It feels so good. You know what? Like, it it really, like, feels good. And this is what it feels like when you really open up to a person. Because I remember talking about, like, one of the deepest, like, darkest kinks I've held off for the longest time to, like, my most recent girlfriend. And it's... She was okay with it, and she really enjoys it. And... (laughs) I, it makes me love her even more. And it, like, I don't know. It just, like, it's such a freeing feeling. But, yeah. Let's keep it going. Um... I want to, like, just talk about um, depression and, like, my kind of experience from it. Um, I feel like my depression was pretty mild, to say the least, but I still get it at times, but it's not the level I used to have when I was in high school and middle school. Um, It wasn't to a point where I really, really wanted to die, but it just was like a lingering thought, because the sense of loneliness I got when I was a kid kind of just sucked as a teenager even more, because I feel like some of the friends I had in middle school just weren't there anymore, and when I developed new friends in high school, I felt like I was even more petty than I should have been, and I made really bad mistakes to fuck up a lot of the, like, the friendships and relationships I had during that time that I shouldn't have, but then again, I was in high school, there's a lot of testosterone, and then there's a lot of issues going on just between other kids and that kind of thing, but, like, you can't put that blame on your own body and that kind of thing for, you can only do that for so long, because at the end of the day, you were still thinking about the decisions and you made them through and that's what happened and I feel like even if I changed it it still wouldn't change the feeling that I had back then um and I just remember losing friends over like really stupid shit even when I was, like, depressed or not, I just made really bad decisions in the first place of, like, just not being the friend I should have been to them. And it wasn't in 
the right way either. I really made bad mistakes. I still regret to this day, but I kind of learned how to let go over time. Um, now that I'm a lot older, I'm not much older, but enough where I can recognize what I did in the past was not the best idea. Um, I remember having a really good connection to two girls in my life that I thought were really good friends, and then I kind of fucked it up by talking about them in a way where I feel like I wanted to develop a relationship. Yeah, they kind of just dug a bigger hole than I really needed. And it, it really sucked. Because it seemed like I really loved them, but I really didn't. It was like this desire that I had. And like this sexual desire, which I, I had trouble with for a few years. Um, and I never got to like sexting or anything like that. It just... It got to a point where it like pushed people away, and then it went to another person, a really girl, a girl that I really liked, and it, it just I said I love you too early, and it ruined everything, and for a few months after, I just, I was in denial. It was in such bad denial of it, and it like. I would still keep her phone number and I would still text her and like it ruined me to a point where I then decided to fucking out of nowhere just transition to a relationship where I felt like that was just filling that void only to find out like I was just fucking needy as a person but I feel like it was a good thing because the the girl I was dating after that was just, like, a fucking liar in general, which didn't help. And in, as time progressed, just the depression got worse, and I got lonely and lonely. And I, I remember just not wanting to go to junior prom and crying to my mom and my dad just about, like, this situation. And just not wanting to see her in general because I knew she would probably be there. And it still hurts thinking about it. Um, but not in a way where I'm crying, but it just, like, it hurts to see myself in that situation where I know that I could have been fine. And my parents are right. It just, it really just takes time to notice it. Um... But anyways, I feel like depression is, it's a tricky thing. Um, I really wish I could help people in a way where they could really understand where I, I went through. But it's not in the case for everyone because everyone's depression is different. And I know that all of you that are listening to this know that, or at least know some form of it that it's very hard to get through it. And for the most part, people have it for the rest of their lives, even with medication and therapy. It's a lot to take in. And um, 
even after meeting people who have, you know, and like, it's so hard to watch people who have like a chemical imbalance with it and like have severe, severe depression, like almost to suicidal tendencies. I remember my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend had serious ones and I made really bad mistakes in my past where, um, I cheated on her too many times and it wasn't the smartest idea because the previous relationship I had before, I mean, the two previous relationships I've had before were kind of like really fucked up at the point because the girl I met after my first girlfriend cheated on me. It was a long distance relationship, which I, I, I guess I get, but like at the same time, it's a fucked up move. And I got really depressed, and I, I think like my subconscious wanted to get into this idea of like what it was like to just meet other people behind people's backs. And I think it wasn't a full on decision I made in my head. But subconsciously, I feel like my body or like my mind wanted it to happen. And to this day, I still feel like it's so painful just to rewind like the things I just like did behind my ex's back and it like hurts to think about it. But even after all the trauma I've been through and like what I put my ex through, um, cheating on her multiple times, it, it still astounded me that like, I could like bear to look at myself in a way where I thought I was a good person for a while but at the same time no matter what you did you have to recognize that there is a good person in there somewhere because I know that I am a good guy despite all my imperfections I know there's something that's there that I know I can change because I did change after that breakup happened I remember just getting lost in a trip I made and it made me feel a lot more enlightened just being on the beaches there and walking with my family and it kind of just like released this sense of endorphins in my mind that I could never really understand and just it felt peaceful And it just felt nice knowing that I could have something in mind that I could really talk about and remember whenever I want. I still think about those days I was there in Maine and it like makes me happy. I mean, there was one day where my ex called and I like had a breakdown, but it got to a point where 
I calmed down and figured out how to regroup. And I haven't really tortured fully like that ever since I um, met my current girlfriend. And I remember just like the last time I fully talked to my ex in December, it just felt good letting her go mentally. There's something freeing about it. And it like made me feel good knowing that she found someone else that actually made her happy. And that I made, and then it kind of compromised recognizing that we found people that we really, really loved. And we didn't really have to say anything. We just let go. And it feels good knowing that. Of the devil, it's a bird. It just. Once you get to that moment, I want people to know that it's so amazing. Despite all the pain that you've been going through, there's something good that comes out of it, I'm telling you. As someone who's been in the dark for so long, the light can be so beautiful when you get on the other side of that forest. Um, if you ever have the chance, check out um, Christina Przyszewski. She's a comedian. Um, she's funny as fuck. And she, I always listen to her podcast and her husband, uh, Tom Segura, who's a, an amazing comedian. <laughs> he introduced me to Christina through like his stand-ups and like doing his podcast, Your Mom's House. Um, they have a whole bunch of studios and that kind of thing. But anyways, Christina kind of introduced me to uh, another comedian's, um, Bert Kreischer's wife, Leanne Kreischer. Does an amazing job of um, describing postpartum uh, just depression from her pregnancy and calling it like a, like that depression, like a dark forest. And if you get lost so deep into it, and I thought it was so powerful because like it made so much sense and she was a writer, so she could like portray it in such a way where it was so powerful to people and such an audience. It really moves me. And I still think about it and like, and I still think about like how I got out of my deep dark forest. And I think it was just from finding people to connect with at school or at work or getting yourself off your ass and exercising and eating good and finding new hobbies. Like I love to cook for some reason now, ever since I took um, a food literature class and something I never thought I would like really like. And I met a new friend out of it that I really, really enjoy talking to. And it just feels good knowing that, like, I can cook now. Because all my life I was very insecure about cooking. Because I just grew up in a household where my mom would yell at me 
I would try to cook, and then she just would get so frustrated by me not fucking cooking. It, um, she just would whip it up real quick. And now in my life, I feel like since my girlfriend has been helping me with the process of cooking and teaching me how to do these things, I feel like I'm more comfortable with myself as a person and I feel happier. And it just feels good knowing that. And I'm at peace. Just even talking about it, it just feels so good. And now my body just feels so smooth. I just feel like there's a weight off my chest just talking about it. And like food just makes me so happy and it makes me reconnect with people and to communicate. Because we're losing that nowadays, despite how old people can be. Your grandparents and my grandparents or whoever, old, old as fuck people, the elders, are right. People are losing connection nowadays, despite our sense of social media and purpose. For a lot of communication, we have no meaning. People have to talk to the other people's elephants and figure out how to fix situations. And I feel like that's what's happening in the media and just people in general. People are talking a lot, but aren't talking in the right way. And I, I don't know exactly how to do that because I'm still learning the process just because of how young I am. But I feel like even as young as I am, I feel like there's always a sense of learning that you can learn from just by talking. I mean, all the connections I really made as a person really came from just talking. My dad even like taught me that the real power of like a human being is to really just talk to people. A lot of people make connections just through jobs and opportunities, just from talking and knowing people. So it's always good to be open and be patient. Always be patient, which like brings it back to impatience and that kind of thing. It, you have to be patient. You have to be patient, despite whatever pain you're going through. There are always good things that pay off despite if you believe in a God or not, or if you're agnostic like me. Um, we can always go into that topic later on, but I feel like you really gotta believe in yourself more than anything. And once you do that, I feel like you can do anything in this world. But you really gotta get off your ass and do it which I'm still learning. So I don't want to be too preachy with it, but I want to be able to help people and understand like what I've learned over the years and what I'm still learning right now. And I don't know how long I want to make these podcasts. I usually want to make them an hour or so. I'm going to just check right now how long. It's been 47 minutes. I'll probably wrap around an hour hour and a half just to see how this goes because I feel like 
I want to make the most out of it as much as I can because I at least want to do one podcast per week just to get an idea of like what I can do with this content. And if this really like shoots off the way it does, I really hope that you like it and you enjoy it and you share it to your friends because I really want to make this a fun process, fun. And I know there's a lot of serious shit that just happened, um, but I still want to make this a comedy channel, channel, or just like I just want to make it into a channel where I like express myself and like let myself be. And be like the next Joe Rogan experience, but I don't think <laughs> we can like low key like keep ourselves down like that a little bit because Joe Rogan's on a whole other fucking level. But at the same time, I, I won't stop myself. My girlfriend always keeps me in touch with my body and like keeps in touch with myself to keep myself motivated and like really like shoot for the stars no matter what the fuck people say. Because at the end of the day, you only got one life, as we know of. I don't know what goes on in the afterlife. Hopefully there's a goddamn party waiting for me with endless weed and whatever substances or some sort that keep me off my rocker. Um, Yeah. I really just hope you guys or gals or aliens or grizzly bears really like this because I really like doing this for some reason. I've been waiting for two years just to do this and now I finally am doing it. I'm really excited to do this. Because I remember just like waiting for my friends trying to do it and it got nowhere. <laughs> I were talking about it for so long. Be like, hey guys, I want to do this podcast and I want to see if we can do it as a group. And it got nowhere. All of them said yes, but just people went their own ways and it just got nowhere. And I tried to do it with another person I knew and it just did not work out. Um, but good thing is I that person with just the duo that I was planning. Um, I asked for him to do uh, an interview with me when he comes back from the military. Uh, My friend will be coming back sometime, I think in September, and when I'm back at school. So I'll figure out how to schedule my times and what to do, but I want This won't be, I think, every Tuesday. This is not going to work in my schedule. It'll probably be on weekends, but I figure that I would just get this out there so I can get an idea of what my audience will be like or if anyone will like it in the first place. Um, But yeah. Anyways, as I was just... Ugh. Fuck, man. Ugh. My throat's dry. I digress. So my friend will be coming back from the military, uh, from basic training, that kind of thing. He'll be stationed, I think, back here for a little bit, and then he'll be heading out somewhere in Europe or whatever. And I wanted to get an interview with him, like get his perspective of like what's happening on, going on in his life, and we'll get some fun stories. Uh, he's had his own little sneak peeks 
of um, what am I saying? I'll give you guys like a sneak peek of like some of his stories because like one of them is like LSD trips, um, just petty ass stories, his understanding of depression and that kind of thing. And I'm gonna try to ask all these questions and meet with a lot of new people and see if anyone else in my life really wants to do this. I know um, that some people really wanna do this and I'm gonna have to ask some other people to do it. And it's just a matter of wanting to figure out how I'm going to do this whole identity thing because I want, I really don't want, like, <laughs> people just to fucking follow me and see me because I already have a paranoia of just, like, stalking and that kind of thing. It's not really my favorite thing in the world, if you can't tell. Um, I just want people to have a new sense of understanding and being, just hearing my voice, and hopefully it comforts them, because sometimes even just a voice can annoy the fuck out of people. So I'm sorry if you don't like it, you can switch off. I really don't give a fuck. It's not like it's going to hurt me anyways, but... I really hope that you enjoy this. Jeez, I need a water. Hold on a second. Good thing about these headphones. I get to walk around with these and act like Billy Burr. Billy Nutsack Burr. Whatever the fuck. Oh, God. I'm so thirsty. Oh, don't you fucking love it when you get like a nice glass of water? Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, it's so orgasmic. Man, I don't care what kind of drink it is. Water at the end of the night. Even after you brush your teeth and put some mystery in your fucking system. <laughs> oh, excuse me. It's such a great feeling just to have nice water. Oh. Pardon me if there's like a big gulp sound. <laughs> it's gonna suck. But. Yeah, we're on the 54-minute mark. Um, is there anything else? I'm trying to think. Actually, let's go through some of the other questions I can, like, fire through. Um, time and how to use it to your advantage. Well, time and to how to use it to your advantage. Well, make it the most as possible. Figure out a schedule. I recommend writing a... Um, new schedule book. I, I I always grew up as a person who just didn't care about time. I was like very in the moment and a, a very artsy creative. I'm still like that. But you really got to get your shit together when it comes to like um, things that are more professional when it comes to businesses and that kind of thing. And I'm still trying to figure that shit out. And you, you got to just like keep something... Like, whether it's on your phone, or you have an app, or you're on a laptop, or, like, a notepad, you're old school, gotta keep track of, like, dates, times, people's meetings, um, school shit, especially. If you want to get stuff due on time, keep your agendas clean and good. Uh, I always have a checkoff list of everything I need to do with a day. Um, it's a to-do list. And it just helps me clear my mind and, like, make sure I have everything done for the day. 
and it just helps me understand that um, I could do everything as best as possible. Ugh. Feels weird doing uh, both earmuffs on my head. Ugh. I don't know how people do that for hours. It just feels weird. I gotta like find headphones where I can still hear myself though. But in the meantime, what am I saying? Okay, so yeah, how to use it advantage. Um, how to deal. Oh, no, no, that'll be for the next one. That's a lot. I have to go into that later. Moving on your life. Well, I could do that one. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can just move on with, uh, but, like, in the shortest way possible, you really got to find acceptance in yourself. I don't know how you do it or why you do it or, like, what makes you do it. You got to learn how to accept yourself and your flaws and learn that you did make mistakes. And if people can't take that, it doesn't matter. It's your mistakes. You have to learn and live with it no matter what you do. So you got to learn to accept yourself and understand that not everything is your fault, but you have to take responsibility for the actions you, ha- you took. No matter what you did or didn't do. Um, God, I gotta get a guru to help me with other stuff like this. But the way I did move on from stuff is just I wrote a lot and I really thought about things in a way that was different. And I wrote specific questions that made me think different. I'd recommend writing questions that are not yes and no questions because if they're yes and no it just makes it boring and it doesn't make you think about the thought as much i've kind of learned over time through like my girlfriend discussing it with me and just watching videos that you got to think about things more than a yes and no question or else you're not you're just not going to go far in life or i'm not even going to say that in a bad way but it's just like it doesn't make you think about things more in an enlightened way or like in a way that's hypothetical and hypothetical that's not the word um hi peewee hi kitty um yeah um god i got distracted distracted. well just you gotta think about it in a way that's unique and that's that goes for questions too if you're if you want to be a good interviewer if you watch um the hot what's the buffalo sauce guy whatever the fuck it is he does the buffalo chicken things and he asks questions that shit's amazing um it keeps you he I forget his fucking name, but, like, you look it up. I think it's Hot Takes or Hot Wings or whatever it is. And he asks really good questions. And people are always, like, very... You can, there's a whole compilation of people just amazed by his questions and, like, the way he carries himself in a conversation. It's just because he asks very specific questions and he listens to people. Listening is, like, the key in life. If you really want to learn something... Listening is a big, 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 fat skeleton key of life. Where if you listen to people, you'll get a lot of shit done. And as you turn it, it like unlocks a door that can create so much good opportunity. But you got to listen. And as a person who has ADD, that was pretty hard for me. 
in the, the 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 nicest way possible. But at the same time, I learned to as someone who doesn't take Adderall anymore. 